brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Last time on Primary and Secondary. Ash was trying to hold off on my rant. (laughs) Okay, we're continuing on with uh, Modcast 138. It's Mike's turn to say something. Okay, I've, I've actually got a few, um, and some of them are add-ons and some of them are my own. Sai uh, had said something about the right to self-defense, and it, it predates the English Bill of Rights. It predates the Magna Carta. Um, the first mention I can find of the natural right to self-defense is biblical. It, for those who care to look it up, uh, Exodus chapter 22, verse 2, the King James Version reads, If a thief be found breaking up and be smitten that he die, there shall be no blood shed for him. That's, that's pretty strong. That certainly reinforces the natural right to self-defense. If the Bible says you find somebody breaking into your house, you strike him and he dies. There's no consequences to you. Let's think about that. That codifies the natural right to self-defense in a religious text. That that's a pretty big deal. Now moving on beyond that. Um, wow, where to begin? had a rant a couple weeks ago, um, and I've, I've made similar comments on the new primary and secondary page. If, if you're not following the new page, you're missing out. It's PNS Rights of the People. Um, <laughs> it, my, my rant on my page, and then it followed over there, is we're quibbling over words. We're not hitting the substance of the fight. We have people that are attacking our liberties attacking our freedoms, attacking our rights. And what do we say? AR stands for armor light rifle. It's a clip, not a magazine. The only semi-automatic rifle that runs a clip is the M1 Garand from World War II. Shut the fuck up. Firearms are weapons of war. They always have been. Going back to the original hand cannon, which, you know, became the cannon, became the mortar, became your your blunderbuss on up through what we have now and throughout centuries firearms were developed and invented for warfare firearms have continually been improved upon for warfare people don't seem threatened by this thing This was state-of-the-art, about 1850. It's, you know, it only holds six. It's real slow to reload. Most of the smart guys only carried it with five in it for 
you know, their reasons. But that was state of the art in 1850 for warfare. All firearms are weapons of war. Your 22, yeah, it's got a metallic cartridge. Guess where the metallic cartridge came from? It preserved your, your propellant by protecting it from the elements, and it made your firearm quicker to reload. So your 22 is a development of a weapon of war. Your Remington 700 deer rifle, what kind of action does it have in? Based on the Mauser action, Mauser was a weapon of war. All firearms are weapons of war. Let's, let's hit it to the point. Let's be honest about it, NRA. And I say that as a, a lifetime member, actually a patriot member of the NRA. Let's be honest about it and let's cut to the substance of the argument. It's not about, well, this is for recreation. This is for self-defense. This, they're all weapons. No matter what the opinion is, they are all weapons. Now that that's out of the way, let's talk about weapons. You know, you mentioned earlier, and I had somebody hit me up on it on a comment thread. Well, your right to a firearm doesn't overwrite my, my right to feel safe. Feelings do not equal rights. And his argument to that was life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Happiness is a feeling that's in the Constitution. No, it's not. It's in the Declaration of Independence. But that's beside the point. You know, the pursuit of happiness, not the result of happiness. What does that mean? That means the government leaves you the hell alone so you can find your place in life. It says nothing about interpersonal relationships. Now, on the flip side of that, with rights come responsibilities. Your rights end where mine begin. My rights end where ashes begins. But he doesn't have the right to feel anything that overrides my right to do anything. So long as I don't do anything that infringes on his life. I don't care how he feels. Feelings are made to be crushed. That's, that's life. But. As long as I don't do anything that harms his ability to live as he deems fit. Feelings don't matter. You can go somewhere else to stay away from me, ask me to stay away from you, whatever. But as long as I don't do anything. So that brings us to all these kids that are being paraded out on TV. Yes, I am sympathetic towards the events that they went through. After having seen, obviously, in a much different scenario, the results of high caliber rifle projectiles striking people. That's not something a 16 year old kid needs. But your right to an AR doesn't overwrite my right to live. You're, you're absolutely correct. And the day that I do something with my AR that harms you, that's either negligent or it's criminal. And we have laws on the books, hopefully to deter or prevent that or to punish me if it happens. It has it, it makes no difference what mechanical device I or Cy or Ash or Matt or my dad, who's not a gun owner, whatever they want to have in their driveway, in their house. If my dad decides he wants that Challenger or Charger RT and then add the S to it, 
I could very easily say, well, you don't have the right to drive that on the highway because it's capable of doing a hundred and odd miles an hour. And if you plow into my kids, but again, that's a straw man argument. We keep, we keep attaching straw man arguments onto, well, if you want to raise the, the right or raise the age to own a gun, we should raise the age to vote. It's not, it's not a bad concept, but let's stay on message here. The message is freedom and liberty. And voting rights don't apply to Second Amendment rights unless it goes on the ballot to rescind Second Amendment rights. And Second Amendment rights don't apply to voting rights unless someone stands at the polling place or outside the polling place to threaten you with a firearm, depending on how you vote. It doesn't matter. So let's let's keep the straw man arguments out. Let's look at liberty. Let's look at each individual right and realize that they are all interwoven. They are all interdependent. But let's stay on message here as a community. And that goes to the hunters. Well, I don't I don't see why you need 30 rounds to to kill a deer. The Second Amendment was not about hunting. It was. But it wasn't about hunting as we think. The Second Amendment preserved the right to maintain weapons of war for the express purpose of hunting tyrants. That's why it exists. None of us want it to come to that, but that's why that right was enshrined, was so we could hunt tyrants should the need arise. So, okay, we give up our 30-round magazines. We give up our ARs. We give up what, what's next. Now you can't have a 300 wind mag because that's a sniper rifle and you can kill people at 15 to 1800 meters easily with your 300 wind mag. Then it becomes 762 because you can easily kill people at a thousand. The way the gun control crowd goes, it's the death of a thousand cuts. It's incrementalism. We need to stop that. We need to come together as a community. We need to hold the line. And more than that, it, there's no victory in defense. Google that phrase and you'll find out. There is no victory in defense. You have to have a counteroffensive. You can grind an enemy down in the defensive, but if you don't assault through, you will never crush the enemy. And by no means am I calling the, the gun band crowd the enemy. But right now, they're political opponents that are stacked up trying to take our rights. We, we can grind them down, nickel and dime them the way they've been diming us. But we will never regain the things we lost without a counteroffensive. So we have to stay on message. We have to stop the assault. We have to counter assault through. That's it. And to do that, we need everybody. That means support the NRA. The NRA has made some terrible calls to include advocating for the ATF to look at and potentially ban bump stocks through through regulatory guidance. I'm sorry, guys. Article one, section one of the Constitution, which we covered that document in depth. Article one, section one of the United States Constitution says all legislation will come from the Congress, which consists of two chambers, the House and the Senate. And it's not just the Second Amendment. We've suffered the death of a thousand cuts on freedom and liberty for years. 
because Congress passes laws that gives regulatory discretion to agencies that are filled with nameless, faceless bureaucrats that are not answerable to you, the voter. And then that bureaucrat says, well, I think this SIG brace makes it an SBR if you put it against your shoulder. Now you've potentially committed a federal crime for doing something that three weeks ago they said was okay. The same with bump fire stocks. NRA made a terrible decision with that. But that doesn't mean don't support the NRA because NRA is the biggest kid on the street. You should also be supporting Gun Owners of America. GOA, they've made some pretty bad decisions, too. They go after the NRA as much as they do the gun ban crowd. But GOA is part of the fight. You need to support them. Second Amendment Foundation, you need to support them. Firearms Policy Coalition, you need to support them. Cal Guns Foundation, if you're in California, support them. Grassroots North Carolina, if you're here in in North Kakalaki, support them. We need everybody in this fight. Now let's talk going to guns. We've talked that earlier in depth. None of us wants to go to guns. We all know what that means. But I blame my parents and their generation because they allowed freedom to be chipped away. I did not grow up as free as my parents did because they allowed it to be chipped away. And I will be damned if my children do not grow up free. That's it. You have to pick your hill to die on. It needs to be a pretty damn big hill because, like Ash said, there's not worth there's not much worth dying over. There's even less worth killing. for. But you need to pick your hill to die on. I've picked mine. Have you? That's all I got. So I want to want to follow up on a couple of things Mike said. Um, so the tree of liberty. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Needs to be fed with the blood of tyrants and patriots. Okay? And patriots, people don't like to talk about because they always say, I'm a a patriot, I'm a patriot. So when it comes to that, when you, if you apply that to a lot of things, anytime that we're going to be working on that liberty, that tree of liberty, there's going to be blood spilled. And when I say blood, there's going to be sacrifices made. Something's going to get sacrificed. Um, so we have to weigh 
if something is going to get sacrificed, nothing, anytime you're sacrificing anything, you have to make sure that what you're sacrificing is worth what you're getting, right? If we sacrifice something and we don't get anything in return, then that's not a worthy sacrifice, right? And so it's easy to say we're going to sacrifice bump stocks. I hate bump stocks. I'm on a record everywhere going, oh, that is the stupidest shit ever, and fuck you all for doing it, right? And yes, right? But we can say we're going to sacrifice bump stocks. If we don't get anything from that, then that's stupid, right? And that's all we did. We were just like, oh, just take the bump stocks. And end the story, right? To Next time, it's a... You want my property, you can't have it. Right. Yeah. That's and, and and that's exactly it. Um. So, then you look at what do we gain if if bump if bump stocks are sacrificed? What does the NRA gain? Right? Because the NRA was the first ones going, "Hey, take the bump stocks. Use the ATF. Take the bump stocks." And I see why they did that. I mean, because six months from now, once all the once all the hubbub went away, six months from now, providing we don't have another incident. Then we go back to the go go back to the ATF and get it to where we can shoulder our fucking bump stocks again or fucking whatever, right? So, but that's what we don't have when we're talking about the leadership and we don't have the plan and we don't have all that sort of stuff. Then that sacrifice is going to be for nothing, right? And it's just like the the they're continually attacking the rights, okay? And I don't want to go into it here, but I just want you guys to, in your head, in your Google, in your travels, ask yourself one question. Why are they going after ARs and AK-47s? It's not just because that's everything's an AR and, you know, the, the, the liberal thing, AR, AR, pointing at all the Glocks and all the stupid little pictures. It's not that. They're going after weapons of war. That's the plan. They're going after the common firearms that are used in military operations by veterans. So you can't use them in a war type of situation. The other thing is the Second Amendment wasn't designed, as Mike said, I'm going to be on Mike a little bit, but it's not designed for hunting tyrants. It's designed to make tyrants understand what the price they're going to have to pay to come. You can go ahead and try and, try and institute some tyranny. But I've got all that shit ready to go that says my vote is no. This is not going to happen. So it's just like nuclear weapons. It's a deterrent from that from happening. And that's what it's really for. Just so anybody that wants to step up. And that's why they want it gone. They absolutely positively, Mr. and Mrs. America, turn them all in. That is what they want. Why? I don't know, because they can get rich in power, and I guess power corrupts because they want all the power. Whatever their whatever their reason is for their agenda, that's what they're going for. Um, you, just, you just quoted your favorite senator, didn't you? Yep. <laughs> Love her. You know, there's a there's a deep distrust of other people having firearms. I mean, let's let's look let let's criticize ourselves for a second because it, it takes away from the they. Within the military, all all of us go to the range and all of us are qualified. However, 
we are not allowed to personally carry a firearm around post during the day. This has been very, very true. And I actually had the conversation and saying, well, could we get licensed to carry? Not only just to, to go and get qualified or, you know, on our M4 or whatever, whatever we were using it. And uh, I'm like, so what? You just want Joe to be carrying? And I was like, well, I know that is a terrifying prospect. Um, have you met Joe? Um, but that's where safety versus freedom comes in. The, the military, you know, a lot of people are confused whenever um, uh, generals or high up military people who've used guns their whole career come out and say that we don't need these weapons of war on the street. Well, it actually makes sense to me because within, I mean, the military is a microcom effect, uh, microcom microcosm of fascism within our society to a point right in the large big army you are you have someone who tells you what to do it it is is basically fascism and that control has extremely extremely important ramifications during battle can you follow an order quickly for someone who has a bigger picture than you and that we fight it all the time you know uh, we went to the strategic corporal, then we went back away from it, and then all, all those things in. But within our society, freedom should trump security and safety. And that is un, unsafe. It's what it is. It's unsafe. And you have to believe that that is good. Just because, and I'll quote C.S. Lewis, is is it is it safe? No, but it's good. I'll paraphrase, I guess, not exactly quote. Um, that that is a very tough belief for a whole lot of the population, and if we don't respect that, that 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 has to be bridged in our in our minds that being unsafe is a good thing, and it and it, and it prompts some type of impulse to train or get better or more more provide for you know take more personal responsibility then then we're going to miss the mark as far as how we how we talk to people about those things but i mean mike i mean all all the stuff you're saying is like yeah it's like holy crap you know i don't know i I, i'm listening to both of your rants i'm sitting here listening to it my big question as we went through um to mike is the, the challenge of the day for the average um, gun proponent within our, our industry. I, you know what? I don't like calling it that within the context of this conversation. Within the people who are trying to support the individual right to, to self-defense and uh, defense against tyrannical government, how, how do we actually organize our support behind all these disparate agencies who are trying to do good? The NRA, the NSSF, the uh, Firearms Policy Coalition. How much money do I give to each and how do I know that they're doing something for me? And we can't answer that right now. And that is what's frustrating everyone, at least in my opinion. As I, as I look through all the comments, people don't know what those uh, organizations are doing for them on a regular basis. And we've seen like uh, people start supporting uh, Dwayne Liptak, Adam Kraut, Julie Golub, because they want that. They want to know that the, 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 the common 
threads throughout our 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 society are and what we believe is being supported within the NRA leadership. And I'll single them out because if we're going to stay here in, in a public forum that will live uh, forever, I want to support the NRA. I also want to know wh- where my dollars go, what they do and how they're helping. Cause I want to help. And if I know that every single dollar I give, I'll start, you know, getting blown deadline to do custom guns and I'll auction them off to the NRA. If I know those, those 5,000 to $7,000 guns, which is what they'll be at that point, will go to actually working towards something that I believe in. And that's the big challenge. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's incredibly challenging. How, how do we accomplish that? That seems to be the thread. And I don't have, I don't have an answer yet. Maybe we vote Adam and Dwayne in there. Um, we can start, we can start pulling them in and forcing them to give us answers. I don't know. I don't think we're at that point yet. And it sounds kind of goofy, but we don't have enough accountability on an individual level where a lot of people are looking for others for answers, but they're not willing to do anything, any effort on their own to represent themselves. No one's willing to, everyone wants to point fingers or have those arguments about clip versus magazine, but who's willing to go talk to their neighbor? Who's willing to go talk to their father-in-law or talk to their whatever? Who's willing to vote? When we, when, once we have that, once we're on the same page, once we're moving in the same direction, I think then we can start saying, okay, we're doing this. What are you guys doing? Because until then, we're really not that united. And individually, I don't think we have the we don't have the clout to be able to call anyone on the carpet to be accountable. That's just me. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's a that leadership forever. We didn't care about who was on the board for the NRA, right? We didn't care um, when when one of our somebody that we know. I won't even say one of our friends. When somebody that we know goes to run for the board, we're like, hell yeah. Because two years ago, somebody was running for the board and nobody cared, right? Three years ago, four years ago, you know, all the time the board votes are happening. And then Dwayne hits it and we're just like, oh, the board, because we know Dwayne, right? Um, and then somebody ran that, that we that we don't like, right? One of our veteran outrage, veteran outrage things, we don't like him. He ran and we cared that he didn't get on there. Um, just that getting that accountability is just the same as getting accountability in Congress. It's getting the right people voted in there. Um, and that's the, that's another rant that I want to get on. Um, who do we know that's actually running for office? And I hit on this rant every chance that I get because we don't have vets running. We don't have people taking up all these, all these, uh, positions that aren't being ran against whatever that word, the word just slipped from my head. It's like one o'clock in the morning. So whatever they're, they're running unopposed. Um, so we're not taking that. We're not even getting there. Like Matt said, we're not on the same message. So, and, and we see that in the rights page and there in the rights page was, man, it was like 72 hours of constant stuff. And it was people just having a, and somebody called it an echo chamber. Somebody called it a safe space. Um, and it was just a space where we threw out all of our arguments. And that's what we want to do. We wanted to put them all there because we couldn't even convince ourselves. And that was one of the reasons I wanted those arguments put in there. We couldn't even convince ourselves of some of those arguments. Um, 
So maybe some of those arguments will die away because once we got into the nuances of it, nobody, nobody gives a shit if it was a clip or a magazine because everybody just saw how, you know, trying to use those arguments on each other because not everybody in the gun community, you know, and I know, I know some dudes that own a lot of ARs that are like, you know, they're, they're not going out there and chopping them up with a chop saw, but they're, they're in that position where they don't know if they can continue to support owning ARs as long as ARs are killing kids. So they're in, they're in that position. So if we can't even get arguments to keep those guys on board, then that guy's not going to be helping us. So we put people into office. We put people onto the board. We start holding the board accountable. We start holding ourselves accountable. For our own arguments, we start doing critical thinking. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We start doing all those things. Then we can start getting somewhere. Um, because we are, we're just, we're just everywhere. And without that leadership, and and that's that's what we need, and not necessarily an NRA board. You know, it's you know who's in charge of these things. You know, Alan Normandy was talking about what Firearms uh, Coalition does, and it's after the fact. And the, the courts are just as important because if a law is bad, it goes to the court. And if we have people that are fighting in the courts, then when it goes to the court, then we're going to have you know people working that side of it, people working on legislation. And I put up that tentative, what would you do if you were, you know, you had the ear of a, of, a, of a senior senator and a senior guy in the House? And we couldn't even agree on what we wanted, right? Or he says, yeah, this needs to, this needs, this needs to change. We need to do this. Okay, cool. How, man? Present something. And we can't get online in there. And that's not our job, right? We're not in that position. We don't know. I don't, I don't expect everybody to know how to write a law. I don't know how to write a law. But we can't even get our thoughts, you know, everybody on board within our own community of going, hey, we want to do this. Just like, you know, we just go back to this not one more inch, you know, thing. And I'm, I'm not beating on you guys, but 
the when we default that's our position when we default to that then we can't and we don't have a plan of our own we're just drawing a line in the sand and we're just, we're the guys standing there with the bayonet going you shall not pass we've got the bayonets out and we're the the hill that we're dying on we don't even know what fucking hill it is we're supposed to be choosing our choosing our hill to die on like mike said and we're just like well, where the fuck am i all right this, this isn't my driveway but all right we'll do it what if we suggest to the farmers policy coalition second amendment foundation the nra to kickstart uh different proposals and that instead of blind funding campaigns, we kickstart them and we see how much money they can raise for certain things that they put up there, giving us both uh, clarity into what they're trying to accomplish and where our money's going. Yeah. Crowdfund the idea. Yeah. Or crowdsource it. Make a, make a freaking a Patreon thing that if you're a member of the NRA, you've got a Patreon chat. And you can go in there and you can say shit. And we pay somebody to sit there and read it and cherry pick good ideas out. Fucking whatever. Give give us a place to do our stuff. You know, not just not just representation of, of the hire. And we never hit on, you know, without representation, we didn't hit on a lot. But not just hire. Uh, go all the way into, you know, go into our own shit. The get a, get us represented in our own little areas. And I'm not saying that, well, money's involved in a lot of this. And that, that, that's the problem, is money's involved in a lot of it. So why won't the NRA work with the GOA and the, the SBC and the you know, YMCA and all these other little fucking organizations? Why won't they work together? Is because everybody's trying to get the fucking dollars first before they're trying to trying to really solve the fucking problem. So they can't work together because, you know, this guy is trying to pull people from over here and putting, trying to pull people from over here and pull people from over here. And it's kind of like the trainer industry. They talk about there's 1,500 people a year that train, and you got guys like Steve Fisher that are like, I'll go to anybody's class, and I'll let anybody go to my class, and I want to go to this dude's class. And then you got the other guys going, oh, this guy's a fucking turd because fucking whatever because he's just trying to make sure that he's got students in his class. Um, and, it, and it's kind of that kind of that same way. Uh, if, you, if you get money at money out of the equation, then they, they might band together and start doing some doing some stuff. But we'll never get money out of the equation. This would pay them all off. This is America. It's not America. Money's in it. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Pay retail. So, and, and that's that's just challenges that we have. But just like with voting, if we're on the same sheet of music and everybody's saying to the NRA, that's an NRA member, you need to work with these guys and you need to support these guys for afterwards. And you had NRA lawyers that are helping the Firearms Firearms Policy Coalition with legal things. And you had the you know, the other guys helping the NRA work with legislation and doing lobbying and everybody was working together to make sure something happened. And then, then maybe we can get somewhere, but we're still talking around the problem because the problem is the reason we keep getting back here is because innocents keep getting killed. And that's how until, until we, 
mitigate that. No, we can't stop it until we mitigate that or make that not cool. Then we're always going to be coming back here, coming back here, coming back. Here. Well, there's, there's a, there's a ton, there's a ton of research onto exactly this, whether you look at the, uh, the lessons from Israel or you look at the lessons of Afghanistan and Iraq, how do you harden a soft target? How do you build a fob? How do you, you know, th- there's, there's a million things onto this ash that just, how do you keep if you have de- if you have designated a, an 18 and below or a 21 and below as a citizen as a citizen of the United States who does not yet have the right to self-defense because we or a limited right to self-defense because they aren't given all the tools that as someone above the age of 18 or above the t- age of 21, how do we account for their safety? And if it's in a public school setting, does does the government account for it? If it is in a private school setting, do do the uh, is there a requirement for a private institution to implement uh, safeguards? And that could be funded by the parents. You could also do this uh, through crowdfunding, crowdsourcing. I believe it would be immensely popular um, if, if people did that. But if you're going to harden a soft target, that's exactly what you're talking about. And there are a million different ways to do that. Whether you set up a Pegasus that looks goofy as, as as crap, you know, and someone's sitting there at, at a remote station trying to see, there is a kid walking in, high alert, uh, lock down the doors. You know, that that's something that we saw uh, had pretty good effect in Afghanistan. But, man, those things ain't good looking in, in, the, in a town. You have to make that really cool looking or have something, you know. Uh, there, there's just so many ways to do it. But then you have – then you have surveillance concerns. You have privacy concerns because, man, the stuff you saw on a Pegasus while sitting on a fob, I saw some of the, is that a sheep? Is that a person in a sheep? Oh, my, why am I watching this on a camera? Oh, my God. And, uh, you know, you go into a lot of different things that can be done. And the, the fact that people aren't immediately jumping to, we have, a, we have learned all these lessons throughout history. It's all at the tip of our fingertips on the internet, all this information about how to harden a soft target. It's there. Um, the fact that they're politicizing an issue of safety, it, it, it that's where you get, that's where the, they thoughts come in. It's Cause you get mad. Um, but fair is fair. Not everybody's had the edu- education or the experiences that we have had in exactly this issue. I mean, Afghanistan, how do you secure uh, a school full of girls? You know, whenever people wanted to come in and kill all them, I bet you there's about, you know, a couple thousand case studies of how people tend to do that. What did and didn't work. Right. We have that information. Let's apply it. Um, whose responsibility is it would be the next question. Is it the secret service? They're pretty good at hardening a soft target. I don't, I don't, I would not like that too much probably, but it's a good, it's a good start. They, they spend a lot of time thinking about personnel protection and it would be huge boom for the executive branch to put that out as a, at least a case study, get three or five big thinkers, get a symmetric warfare group in there, you know, get them all in there, you know, save the children. I think that would be, uh, a really good use of all the lessons learned over the past umpteen years in rent. <clears throat> yep. But I would argue, just to throw it out there, I would argue that if we do it and we do it right, then in a way we've failed because our own kids can't go to school without these things. 
So what have we been gallivanting around? And that, that we were talking about, you know, the, the visual visual of it. Um, we've been going gallivanting all around the world, spent billions in treasure, making sure that our our rights and our defense and you know, our liberty was protected. And that's what we've been that's what we've been selling all these wars as is making sure that you know protecting Americans and you know doing all that sort of stuff. Uh, preserving freedom <clears throat> and our, our kids are going to school in, in these areas and yes, they're under attack. I got it. But the, but not from an external threat. Right. Yeah. There is not an external threat. It, it's, it's not Johnny Taliban coming over and doing it. No, it's, yeah. it's our own people, which is, which is kind of worse, but the, so, and that's, that's what we need to do. And we need to do it in a way that, doesn't we don't want our kids to grow up going through all that sort of stuff we want our kids to be happy and want to be it needs to be i don't want to say transparent it needs to be invisible but as soon as something goes bad i want 25 chuck pressburgs popping out of the woodwork and you know shooting people in the face that would come in there we talked about last time is you know we're talking about shooting kids because these are happening and they're they're kids you know eighteen year old dudes coming in there and doing this sort of stuff but we need to be able to way to shut them down and the technology's out there we just need to throw the money at it because we can stop people from doing things without killing them we just need to throw it at them and I don't need to stop them for long I just need to stop him from killing kids. I might have to shoot him in a minute, but I don't have to shoot him right now. If you would you like to also make this where there's a, uh, a positive spin from the other side, make it an art project, and it can even be a modern art project. How do you integrate security, uh, security devices in an artistic way that does not make it look like a police state or police, a police school function? How do you disguise things in this? I mean, you, you're looking at full espionage craft at this point. I mean, this is James Bond level stuff where, where the wristwatch is actually a laser. But can you can you build a, a metal detector or or a weapon detector that looks like an artistic arch uh, throughout throughout a school? Um, if you wanted to do that, if you wanted to bring uh, the different sides of the conversation together, where you're not trying to offend people by making a, a militarized zone. How how do you do that in a way that you know makes makes people not feel? And so this is where I don't care about your feelings. Well, do you care about the feelings of your children? This is a big conversation. This is a big part of this conversation because the kids want to feel safe. Or are you comfortable with the age of them at twelve or eighteen saying, "Hey, you thou art mortal." You know where 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 do we in our conversations say that we want? to do what for our kids? Do we want to have a conversation with them about mortality or do we want to have the government spend the money in a way that does not threaten um, how they grow up and live? That's a great question, Ash. Ash. I mean, you, you look at it that way from your perspective, what you just said is the, the linchpin in what we're talking about right now. Cause we're not talking about the right uh, to bear arms. If they're individuals that are not adults and we deny them that, that purchasing power or that right to self-defense at a certain age. Now we were talking about how do we want them raised? That 
you want to talk about hot button issue. There you go. Well, I'll give you Mike's solution or a partial solution. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. And part of this is using the power of the purse at the federal government level. Um, <clears throat> Tenth Amendment, I do not believe in the federal government having the power to have a Department of Education. But we do. So here's how we do it. Would we, by a show of hands, who here would agree that a teacher has a natural right to self-defense? So why should that natural right to self-defense be forfeit when the teacher walks through the doorway of the school. My mother is a a retired school teacher, elementary school, and she lost her shit when I brought up the idea of armed teachers. One of her things was I would, I would shield those kids with my own body, but I'm horrified at the thought that I would be forced to do so. Okay. But she couldn't fathom the thought of having a defensive tool to defend herself and those kids. And, and she said, that's not my responsibility. That's not my job. Well, those, those kids are your, your charge while you're there. Now, I'm not going to say I'm, I support arming teachers and telling them that you will be armed. I don't support that in the least. Just like I don't support taking gun rights, I don't support forcing people. But along the same lines, there was a a poll supposedly done here in North Carolina recently where up to 15 percent of teachers said that given the opportunity, they would carry at school. Well, 15 percent of teachers, that's more than one eighth. So if one in eight teachers in the school is carrying. That that's a showstopper for somebody that wants to do harm room to room to room. And people say, what about training? I I sat in a a general assembly meeting this morning, a a safety committee, and there were questions raised on training levels. And they had talked about law enforcement training too, but they're talking about how much training does a teacher need? Well, 
if that teacher has a concealed handgun permit, as it is in North Carolina or a CHL or a CCW or a CWP, whatever you call it, if that teacher has been vetted and trained to whatever level they need to be trained by state law, and they have gone through the process to receive a CCW, are they trusted to walk through the mall with a gun on their hip? Another heavily populated place? The answer is yes, unless the mall is posted no carry. But are they trusted in Walmart? Yes. Are they trusted any other a restaurant? Yes. So why wouldn't they be trusted in a school? The next issue is, well, what if a teacher shoots at a bad guy and misses? Well, here's where I'm going to not ding on law enforcement, but use law enforcement as an example. Year after year after year, the FBI publishes statistics. And the average, I want to say, is about an 18% successful engagement rate, meaning 18% plus or minus of rounds fired by law enforcement officers strike their intended target. But they're the highly trained folks that people say they're the only ones that should be able to carry guns in public. How much worse can it be if someone is going room to room to room in a school with the intention of causing mass casualties? And a teacher presses the trigger aimed at that individual that's intent on causing mass casualties and strikes a child. Collateral damage. Collateral damage is a horrible thing. But how much different has that teacher made the situation? I submit this to you. Most spree killers, as historical documents will show, when faced with armed resistance, either commit suicide or surrender or flee. So that teacher has to live with the fact that I killed a kid. But how many kids did it save because it stopped that killer? I shot one kid, but put two in the but put two in the uh, <laughs> upper thoracic cavity of the shooter. Hmm. So That's here's good. what we do: the federal government passes a law saying that any state that receives federal education funding will allow education staff to carry on premises. You don't want to let your teachers carry? That's fine. That's your state's right. But you're not receiving federal education funds. They do that with cop stuff. So you, guys just, aren't, uh, you guys aren't trained in, in our federal program. You don't get money for whatever programs. Also, I would hope if the teachers do have that opportunity, they weigh that. And they weigh the consequences of missing, and they take courses, and they train, and they take it seriously. Yeah, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. If the teacher wants to carry, yes, let them carry. And Florida just did their thing where they had to have like 138 hours worth of training, which we know 138 hours is a fucking lot. I don't want, and I had some unique opportunities in Afghanistan. Um, and the the opportunity came from actually reading it in a book once upon a time. And so I thought about it when these opportunities came up. We walked through schools there with the little tiny desks and the little stuff in full, full kit. And if you don't feel awkward walking through a school in full kit, then you're not thinking about kids. Right. A school is a place for learning. A school is a place for we go to school and we learn stuff 
and we try to pick up chicks. We try to, we learn stuff and we learn about cars and we learn about all the stuff. And that's, that's what school is. Teachers need to be supporting that, right? They need to be supporting a school environment. They're there to go to school. So having the teacher as the security, the teacher wants to carry by all means, right? Yes, absolutely. That's that's part of that being being prepared and willing, right? Don't want to stop them from doing that. But I don't want them being the security. Um, the, yes, there needs to be a, a reaction force. And, you know, and, and thinking about money and sort of shit like that, some of these schools, you know, using, like Sai said, use AWG, use Secret Service, use, you know, whoever, FBI, go do the site selection at everybody. And I saw one time somebody said something about there's, you know, 150,000 schools and 12.5 million kids in school or 57 million kids in school. And we're talking about huge numbers um, with some schools that have huge campuses. And you go do a threat assessment on it and a QRF type assessment on it. And you do strict hiring, you get like Tiger Swan or Triple Canopy or somebody that's that's very good at hiring guys that can shoot and do things without going off the fucking crazy train. And you get those guys in there and they're at every school. Whatever that school needs on that threat assessment, however many people they need, because bigger schools are going to need more shit. Those guys aren't involved in anything else, guys, girls, whatever they are. They're not involved in anything else. They're not supposed to be teaching, you know, classes. They teach like driver's ed and gun safety on the side or fucking whatever, right? But <clears throat> the school needs to be a school thing. Um, and then you got to find that select guy that if he has to pull a trigger on a kid, and like I said last time, it, it would be a fucking non-lethal setup. It'd be a lethal setup. It'd be fucking whatever. That guy would have every option of stopping that whatever way he deemed it necessary at the time. Um, so we're talking about a highly trained, highly specialized force. Um, that wouldn't be law enforcement. They would not be fed. I don't want them to be fed either, but they're going to have to have fed oversight. Um, I don't, I don't want to have bureaucracy. Yeah. And I don't, don't want to add bureaucracy. And I, I just want dudes there to do the job. And the other thing would be completely and utterly erasing the fucking results of this dude. Like, not, not results, but this person that did this would get zero media attention. Other than a shooter went into school and had this effect, that's it. No name, no fucking broadcasting of his shit, no fucking broadcasting of his fucking Facebook. Nobody knows who it is. Just fucking disappeared from the fucking face of the earth. I was about to send it and be like, well, how are they supposed to know how much he's sacrificing then and how cool he is? That's yeah, very difficult. Right. And... And you keep all the, keep all the case study and everything, and that would get passed around through the schools and through through law enforcement, so they know what was going on. But outside of the outside of that, because they're trying to get just like Chuck said, they're trying to get better. They're trying to outdo them, and they're getting 
they're getting this 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 thing of fame. I mean, this last kid intended on getting caught. He wanted to get caught because he's the first one that's going to be getting a book wrote about him and shit. You know, the other ones are all fucking, you know, dying and all of this sort of shit. And now they're, they're now they want to get caught. So this get this they're going to write books and fucking make movies about this fucking kid. And he's going to be fucking, you know, getting interviewed on fucking death row and fucking all this other sort of shit. So, so now he's going on straight notorious. Some people don't want to be famous. They want to be fucking notorious. And he's, he was fucking cool with that. He may not be cool with that now because, you know, life's really good when you're on the outside talking shit, but he's in a fucking, some sort of fucking prison system right now. And not all, even dudes might be hard as fuck and will be able to murder any, any fucking adult. But when you start killing kids, people start getting fucking weird about that shit. So he may not be having near as much fun now as he was, but the fact that we're still talking about him is is fucking something that we need to look at too. We need to look at how we fucking address that. I don't know the answer, but that's something we need to look at. Well, I think we you have know, some solutions already. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Yeah. Sorry, just another point came up in chat. Um, I don't necessarily agree with the terminology, but I uh, said the teachers are all educated by liberal professors and anti-gun. Um, I wouldn't say liberal. I would say that our education system was hijacked about 50 years ago by a Marxist ideology. And another way we need to combat the problems that we are facing is we need to reclaim the education system from the Marxists that invaded and took it over. And that's a whole other modcast. <laughs> it, it is, but we need to start looking at that while we're looking at all the other stuff involving yeah. our rights and the constitution and freedom and liberty and all that and I, stuff. And I, I would I would actually say to that that a lot of that conversation is very um, purposeful. Um, our political opponents would like us to believe that the educated um, are mainly liberal. Um, they and I went to a very very liberal high school, very very um, in this in the great state of Connecticut. Um, and a lot of them I had, I was in 10th grade and I had someone tell me, you know, by the time you leave here, we will have you converted to a Democrat, a liberal. Da, da, da. Three years later, I went up to him and I reminded him of the conversation. He goes, I don't know what happened to you. I was like a fluke in their little system. Um, but what I would say is that re- reclaiming, not that's, that's a stupid way to put it, actually, actually stating and actually being intellectually intellectually rigorous as humans we're naturally driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed when i was looking to hire someone it was so slow and overwhelming i wish i had used indeed if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. And uh, actually caring about uh, a true belief system and engaging in the conversation with someone who believes themselves to be an intellectual um, on the left-leaning side of the argument. Uh, if, if we can engage in that, it, it's going to help. It is going to help because a lot of people want to claim some type of intellectual or, or uh, academic uh, superiority. And they do it mostly through cynicism and through uh, comedians um, but they don't really have the intellectual or moral high ground at all. Uh, most of their most of their current current adopted beliefs are actually against the ones that they were they were uh, they were raised with. Um, the tolerance issue used to be a very true moral high ground, and now tolerance has turned into a safe a feeling of safety, which does not have any moral. Or intellectual high ground, they have they have they have seeded it. They have got they have gone away from it because they became a a uh, they became the ruling class. Is basically what happened on uh, campuses, and now they don't want to give up or share power as far as a power dynamic. So whenever we talk about you know all the teachers are let's say leftist, not liberal. Liberal means you are open to change. Like I said, if the Fifth Amendment and eminent domain was changed where I get two to three times you know, fair market value, I'd, I'd be okay with that um, from the federal government. So I am open to change on certain things, but leftist leaning and moving to this ideology of a safe space within our mind, which takes that responsibility away from the individual and therefore the right and the freedom away from the individual is not an intellectually superior or morally superior or ethically superior position. So, yes, I would love to see more right-leaning, actually, no, more intellectually honest uh, teachers enter into that profession and pursue higher education and actually feel like they could move into this. And, uh, you know, we're talking about this training, the faster training in Ohio done by TDI. Chris Reno is a big face of it. They already train teachers to greater than law enforcement officer uh, standards, and it's a voluntary program within Ohio. 
let's 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 laud that type of stuff. Do we want do we want a uh, a teacher to have some type of uh, John Wayne trip where they're standing there with their gun and they're like telling their class to shut up and stop throwing erasers? No, we don't want that. Yeah, you know, screw that theoretical human being. I don't want that person, you know, yelling at a kid. I don't want some fascist. Well, erasers are also so nineties. They don't use those anymore. What do they use now? Oh, touch screens, pointers, smartboards. Yeah. Oh man, I'm not. I'm not even that old. I guess I am. Okay, fine. So, um, what do they throw now? The stylus or what? Yes, they th- just throw styla, styli. So much is lost. No, no. Can they no longer do fingernails on a chalkboard? Because I had that history teacher that would do that, and it was just this torturous moment uh, that would that would bring me to a screeching halt. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, there's so, there's so many things that can be done and it doesn't have to be the same solution. Like I just crunched the numbers. I think it's like $4 billion to pay a triple canopy contractor for all 40,000, you know, uh, high schools across America. Like, I mean, we can fund it, but is that really, are we really going to get every triple canopy in Blackwater dude to go sit at a high school? Yeah. Cause that's a good thing. Throw that type of testosterone-ridden guy and a bunch of high school girls. There we go. All right. Um, let, let's not let's not create. Um, but there's there are certain people who would be completely appropriate for that job, and it could be it could be a volunteer, it could be sixty thousand, it could be a okay. And rain. I've been talking forever. Okay, so <clears throat> one of the aspects that I'm seeing that is not being used that seems to be overlooked most schools have a some form of a counselor type person why not have the counselor talk to all the students maybe have some files if there's some kids that have some outlying behavior keep an eye on them maybe even we have we have the feds are investigating terrorists stateside terrorists how is this any different from a stateside terrorist and go through that type of thing, do process, track, record. When they start doing things overt, then act a little bit more overtly. Combine that with with teachers that choose to carry. And then we're not spending millions, billions of dollars on having personnel there, uh, fortifying schools. We hopefully might be able to intercept some of this before it happens. It may require... Um, some additional training for a counselor or for a teacher or teachers to be aware of certain behavior to keep an eye out on. Hey, they can be as, as left as they want. And if they start seeing some weird behavior, some, yeah. Hey, here's a flag. What's Timmy been doing? Maybe talk to parents. Hey, what's he been doing? How's how's his behavior been? And take it from there. Yep. Something to that effect. So one of the guys on, uh, on the chat, firearm rack Patrick. was asking, yeah, if a school attack is a act of terror. Yes and no, uh, and not a, and, and the reason I say no is the context that we use act of terror. Um, well, what's the motivation? Yeah, the the act of terror that we're using it now is the motivation, the political goal the stuff that you can tie to it. Is it a terrorist act? Yes. But the thing that you can't tie that to, I mean, other than 
getting famous or notorious, that's the only thing that you can talk to it as. So, speaking of someone who minored in terrorism studies, unless uh, <clears throat> unless we actually have a political goal or political aim, that 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 as that's where it falls apart as far as labeling it as an act of terror. There has to be a political political goal, Patrick. That's who the firearm rack is. What's up, man? Um, also, someone asked me where in Connecticut, Wallingford. Um, but yeah, the the terrorist has to, it has to be political. Um, otherwise, it's just criminal. I mean, you just you know, you just you know screwing screwing stuff up. Sorry, Ash. No, you're good. That, that, that was a better answer than I was going to provide. Um, was the Zodiac that, killer a terrorist? Yeah, I don't know about that, well, dude. <laughs> let's look at it. Let's look at straight comparisons. Was the Zodiac a terrorist? He did what he did, and he incited fear. But there was no I, political aim. Yeah, his acts incited terror, but a terrorist, by definition, political definition, if we're talking within the course of mm-hmm. the law, it's a political uh, act. And so whenever you look at why, you know, People had issues with calling um, suicide bombers over like Palestine is just my first example or Afghanistan is a better example. As far as my, my realm of experience, they were trying to achieve a political goal of making us uh, leave or actually influencing policy. However, you can also call them an enemy combatant. And like we all stated at the beginning, we are not lawyers. So we make a new term for it. Yeah. Now, if everybody wants to put on their tinfoil hats for a minute. I propose jackass. No, no. That's a good one. Asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking piece of shit. So let, let's put on our tinfoil hats for a minute. Let's tighten them up. All right. We'll go with Jade Helm for a minute. What if there is a political agenda for it? And part of that political agenda is getting rid of weapons of war then that would change all of these things if you were able to connect those dots, which you never will be. But if you had your tinfoil hat and you believed everything that was on there, the crisis actors that we always seem to seem to hear about, the supposedly the one chick that's been at every terror event ever, like she's like the terrorist. Because if she really, if you even entertain that for a second, she's been at every mass casualty event from Sandy Hook to Boston to Florida. She's been in everyone. So maybe she's the terrorist or she's not really a crisis actor at all. But if it was tied to something, then it would start falling into, we'd have to redefine all of these things. Because if you look at, you know, how, how do you, you know, how do they say to, to find out where the drugs are coming from? Follow the money, right? So if you start following the money, following the money doesn't take you anywhere because if you follow the money, all of us on this panel are guilty because that's who's uh, that's who's benefiting from it. And because gun sales are up significantly over the past like fucking little bit and all the bump stocks are bought. Um, if you follow agenda, then the people that are wanting to remove guns, their agenda, the one that's getting followed. Or maybe these dudes are just fucking nutcases and want to fucking kill people. 
So one of those answers is correct. We just don't know right now which one. Well, as far as the factors, I have uh, I never expected to say I had a personal connection. I actually got pretty upset. Uh, Boston bombing. Um, the somebody accused John Voss, a young lieutenant, of being one of the crisis actors, and they'd compared pictures. John Voss, I was sitting writing a a, a battle captain desk for night time whenever that kid came in and rotated into our unit brand new second lieutenant about to take his platoon and he came in and he had to sit next to me for a week and a half and uh sharp kid trying not to learn any bad habits from a very cynical first lieutenant right who's writing a desk after his after his platoons and then a couple i believe a couple months later he gets hit and um goes and takes i think he holds the record for the most um most blood ever have to be uh dedicated to a soldier over there and they saved him and it was pretty awesome uh it was a calf and the guys came in and they just everyone lined up for hours upon hours to give blood so it was a pretty you know of all of all the moments i ever had and then i see uh online someone accusing John Voss of being in a crisis actor within the Boston bombing. And it's a false flag operation. I was, I was pretty, I don't get offended easy. I was pretty offended by that. Um, that was a fucking good kid. And that's not shit he'd do. And forgive me for breaking the, the swearing thing that we're doing, but I'll, I'll that kind of t- ticked me off. Um, so whenever we look at all the, all these different things that might be going on, I don't know if, if, if putting energy toward them is, is our best use of time. I, I, <laughs> so. All right. I'll, I'll take my tinfoil hat off right now. Sorry, um, <laughs> oh, <yes>. No, <laughs> no, no. But uh, I just, just want to, because we, we have never talked about that before. We haven't ever even entertained it for the, the couple minutes. And as soon as you say it out loud, it's easy to type. We're like, and we type that shit out. And we're just like, yeah, quit. Hey. But sorry, I set the dog off with my typing. Uh, yeah. So, but as soon as you say it out loud, you're just like, "The fuck did I just say?" Because it? it doesn't it doesn't make sense saying it on that on that out loud test. Um. So, yeah, and and Patrick just threw up there the end goal of labeling them as acts of terror would be treatment just like we give the dude snatched up overseas. Well, that that leads us back to. The Bill of Rights. I mean, it kind of kind of circles circles the whole conversation back up because, like I said earlier, when we were talking about the Fourth Amendment, all I got to do is delete that shit, and you you can have all the guns you want because I'm just going to freaking black helicopter your ass and fucking have all your guns. So whenever whenever you say something that's out of line, you don't it doesn't even have to be illegal. You just say it, and then I just kick your door in, take all your guns, and you know find something that's illegal and, and throw you in jail. So that's, that's the you know, and Mike replied to you with that that's a that's a that's a dangerous road, and and it is because it would be very easy to, I mean, the uh, so one of one of my Facebook posts got screenshotted and sent to my employer um, that was uh, it was it was not bad, right? But it was awkward, right? Because my employer had to answer for that, right? And that, that's, that's just awkward for anybody. 
But if we get into that sort of area, you know, that, that dude could have freaking had me fucking, they, they got the little term for it or whatever, where you, where you get fucking, get schwacked or whatever. And that could have easily been, you know, jackbooted thugs kicking down my, kicking down my fucking door because I was talking shit about a sitting U.S. Senator. So that, that's just where that gets, that gets a little bit, eh. and yeah, do, do we need to take it a step further, What's that? Go ahead. Let's take it a step further. Look at Amor al That yeah, okay. dude was a, Amwar al That dude was a shitbag. He was Al-Qaeda. He was out front being Al-Qaeda. He was the face of Al-Qaeda. And we dropped a dropped a, a missile on him from a Predator drone. He was an American citizen. Without trial, we executed an American citizen who was not in the act of committing an attack because of things he had done. We walk a real dangerous path. And I'm, I'm ignorant actually on this one. Was there a UCMJ justification um, along the lines of uh, treason or sedition or acts of, you know, you know, basically being, uh, I, I don't know if they, if they took that step before they, they made that decision. What not, went, what went open source on that was a classified briefing delivered in the Oval Office and a kill order being signed. Dude was a shitbag. I'm not. I'm not the least bit upset no over argument. his demise, but the way it was done presents significant constitutional problems. If we can do it to one, we can do it to another. Yeah. And it. Uh, it actually, for me, it's a very good thing that this crowd, this background, is concerned about that, because you know. Whenever you looked at uh, let's let's use let's use something within the broader context of uh, of society that that everyone understands uh, the show twenty four Jack Bauer you know breaking every constitutional law in the world to save us from the terrorists man I love that show back whenever you know whenever I was like that that that's gonna be me in a few years well now that I look back and I'm like oh my gosh Jack you can't keep on breaking the constitution like this man. What what's going on? How how are we going to deal with that? Well, the fact that we're able to now, after we've already had uh, time in Iraq and Afghanistan, that we're able to de- to talk about this and we're debating it and we're questioning it. That's a good thing. That is a very good thing. We're not blanket saying, "Oh, the Patriot Act that was fantastic." You know what? You know, it's just good job on everyone. Um, so with the fact that we are within the industry. You're talking, Ash. You're talking about follow the money. Um, these discussions need to be had by people within this industry. This this needs to be talked about. If you are going to be part of the any part touching the military industrial complex, you should be able to have these conversations. And I'm sure I will be a very popular CEO for voicing that. Um, but I, I think that if you do not truly believe in the rights of the individual and you truly do not believe in the Second Amendment and you are, you know, 
I've heard that there's different people who don't carry. What? Come on now, get on it. Um, I'm I'm very I'm very actually heartened by the fact that that raises concerns because yeah, American citizen, you traitor to this country. Was there a UCMJ, you know, in absentia trial? I don't know. Um, but I was I, I would really hope that they took that step. Either that or they were just being lazy, and they shouldn't be lazy. Supposedly, there was no indictment, let alone trial. Supposedly. Wasn't privy to the briefing. Sai, the fact that you brought up entertainment is quite interesting, and I like it. Because that's what a lot of people that don't have any frame of reference use as a reference. So no wonder people are all about getting rid of rights, because a TV show probably said, you know what? These are bad. For every high school student who is planning to go to a service academy, you do not become a Jedi Knight. This is my public service tonight, uh, announcement, and you do not become part of the unit once you graduate West Point. And just in case you watch that show and think that's what happens, it doesn't. Lesson learned. Learn from it. You know, And there's a part of also public service, whether it be military, law enforcement, public office. There's an oath you take. That, that doesn't seem to be something that's really highlighted. People don't really talk about that. That's very dull. Why would you talk about that type of stuff? I mean, it's, it's important. Let's let's go full gear though on this. Make sure I have the right kit and I can do anything. I can jump in. I, mean, I can go full golden eye on this if I have the right gadget. I mean, uh, yeah, but a lot a lot of the stuff. The reason. Actually, the reason I did an international relations major with a minor in terrorism studies is I was planning on the Jack Bauer track. That's what I called it. And uh, I, you know, wanted to be, you know, prepared for everything. So, yeah. Clearly. Yes. It, it shows. Yeah, yes. Very important. Do you guys have a Slack? What is a Slack? To upload documents. We have a forum. Does that count? Yeah, put it on the forum or the Discord or the whatever. <laughs> the forum's more long term, but yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting. All of us have we've all we've all we're all upholding. We we swear to uphold the the Constitution. So what about all those politicians who are just kind of trying to tear it apart or cut up their AR-15s? Well, here here here's something we didn't talk about when we were talking about the Constitution. So we made the Constitution, 1781, finally got all done. It's all signed. We've been, or someone, or a group of someone, someone's have been trying to figure out how to get around the Constitution since the day that it was written. They've been looking for the loopholes in it. So you can only have a dedicated effort looking for all the loopholes and the ways to take it down so long before they find all the ways right and we're kind of lucky that it's lasted as long as it has without major major stuff but everything that happens it's sketchy right and it was right on that line because some people like me see some people look at a line and they see a razor blade and if you're on one side of the edge of the razor then you're right and if you're on the other side you're wrong but 
when I look at that same razor blade that somebody sees it as a razor blade, I see it as like a fucking eight lane highway. And as long as I'm on the, from, from one side, if I'm on the inside of that white line, and I'm talking about the white line is this wide and I'm like right here, right? We're not even talking about like out of bounds for NFL if I'm on this side of the line. And so when everything that happens that's good by my rules, right? And we see it as black and white, razor thin. And, you know, dudes like me is over here going, well, you know. And every time that that gets accepted, that moves it over an entire lane, right? So now I got a nine-lane highway. And then something else happens, and the guy comes and pushes it. And we kind of kind of sit around, and then it, then it bounces back, and it goes like this, and it goes like that. The there's been, you know, 240 plus years. I'm not good at math right now, but there's been a whole lot of time that we've been fighting on this constitution, trying to find all these, all these things. And that's why the bureaucracy and the executive orders and the states being able to pass shit in the middle of the night. That's all this has been happening. So as we stretch this thing and we pervert the meaning of it, and, and it can be good or bad, right? And we just we just pervert the meaning of it, and we change with precedent, and we change with Supreme Court rulings, and we change with laws, and we change with not enforcing laws. Then the Constitution itself. I mean, it'd be great to have that time machine. So if somebody can invent that, that'd be great, and we'll go get the guys that signed the constitution in the first place to come and sit in for about fucking seven days and watch what's going on right now, just to see what their thoughts are. But the scary part of that is, is they go, yeah, this is exactly what we saw. Things are good. Move out and draw fire. And that would just be kind of bad, but be a little awkward. We were hoping they'd be like, no, no, no. The second amendment means this. That's how I said it. And they'd be just be like, yeah, you know what? I, I really don't like this this AR thing. We screwed. But and that that's what that's what we got to kind of look at and and supporting the Constitution, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the I don't know. So sometimes you just gotta gotta kind of lean your head. And then it, what I get all the uh, the Oath Keepers about those guys is let's just say that they get the votes and they put in the 29th amendment, which rescinds the second amendment and rewords it where you can have a single shot rifle and a single shot pistol. And that's what gets passed. Then that oath that you took, guess what you're supporting? A single shot rifle and a single shot pistol because you're supporting the Constitution of the United States, and that is legally the Constitution of the United States. So either you're a liar then or you're a liar now. So which one is it? So that's just just be, you got, you got to put that qualifier on it. And that's just something to, to look at on there a little bit, Oath Keepers. That's a that's a big challenge, Ash. I mean, you you look you look at that if if they follow the actual constitutional provision for how to change an amendment, what are you defending? I mean, you really have to look at that hard. So the what is it? The cost of liberty is eternal vigilance. Can't get tired. 
You got to keep working. And the biggest thing uh, that I've said throughout the night is that I really dislike, and actually it is counterproductive to condemn the people who do not understand what they are trying to give up. There are people who are too ignorant. I was raised extremely ignorant. I did not know what college was till I was in 10th grade. I said this whenever I was, you know, whenever y'all had me on, uh, whenever we were talking about Hudson manufacturing, I was, I was raised extremely ignorant. I did not have a challenging education until I was around in 10th grade. Um, and so I value the educational aspect of this so much more, uh, As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Than, than some other people who were raised uh, to, to, to go on to higher education. The fact that we have to actually educate ourselves, we have to make sure that we aren't, we cannot condemn the people who are ignorant. We have to educate. And if they don't want to hear it, you have to speak in a language that they understand. If you are going to talk to a Baptist Versus a Presbyterian, there are certain words you should use or not use, or a a Mormon versus a Muslim versus a Hasidic Jew uh, versus an atheist. If you want to have that person understand how to change the oil in your vehicle, you maybe should use different words. Like, 
God bless you. How are you doing today? It's great to see you. And you know what? If God wants us to really do this, this is probably the Baptist. If if he really deems this necessary, he will give you the ability to get to this today. And thank you so much, brother, sister, you know, whatever. If you're talking to if, if you're talking to a Hasidic Jewish, you probably shouldn't use all the Christianese words. You know, speak in a language that people understand. And if we want to get all biblical, you know. So that I might may win some. Be all things to all people so that I may win some. Um that's if that's if we want to go back to my roots. I am a pastor's kid. Um, but if you can't speak to someone in a level where you actually show them that you care about them, that you respect them, that's just and that's just manners. That is nothing other than manners. If you're raised in the South, you know what that means. Get your ass popped. Well, the Mormon really likes the 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 concept of inshallah. Yeah, well, I never actually asked you that, but that was my that was my theory. Where where you live, man? Oh, it's not me. Oh no, I'm not one of them. <laughs> that was my theory, though. <laughs> oh, you're, you're right on. You're you're on. Okay, good. I'm glad I'm not wrong about that. Yeah. Uh, my fun my funniest Mormon story. I roomed with my roommate in Benning. And I walk in one day and I was like, Justin, what alcohol are you cooking with? That one. It really is making these steaks look good. Let's not use the Johnny Walker Blue next time to cook your steak. This is this over here is Jack Daniels. Please use that. It's a very educational moment for a moment. Yeah, that's foreign to me. <laughs> and you know, though, for Dutch oven potatoes, they need beer. You need to put beer in the, into Dutch oven potatoes. There's something called a, a Dutch oven potato. You're not familiar with Dutch oven potatoes? A Dutch oven is something else to me. Okay. No. This is a cast iron pot thing. Mike's laughing at me because he knows yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Dutch Dutch oven is whenever – never mind. I won't, I won't go into that. Keep it PG-13. Um <laughs> Okay, Ash, there's a question specifically for you, even though it addresses me as well, but this one's better for you. Okay. Explain the distinguished parameters of the assumed government is supposed to keep us safe thing. Say that again, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm trying to find it. it. Uh, Basically talking about the assumed... Uh, defense that the government provides for us. Mm, okay, I see it now. Um, let me think on that one. The assumed government is supposed to keep a safe thing. You know, other than protecting your rights, I, and Mike might be able to dive in on this too, but I haven't seen anything that other than defending your rights and defending your life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness that we're really obligated to do anything. You know what I'm saying? There's, there's no, we don't have to keep you safe. There's, there's nothing that says that I'm going to make sure you're tucked in at night and I'm going to provide the best. I'm just going to make sure that nothing happens to take away your life, liberty, or, or pursuit of happiness. So, and I, I don't know if that's answering his question or not, but Mike, you want to jump in on that one? I would say that depends on the form of government. 
in a constitutional republic, you're absolutely right. The government's responsibilities are completely different if you live in a communist state. It depends on your form of government. And next question. Did you guys get the message I just sent in Facebook? Nope. Making potatoes with one of those is awesome. You put a layer of potatoes, a layer of cheese, a layer of bacon, onions, and then potatoes. And then you, you repeat until it's full. Then you put in a lot of butter. Actually, butter's in the layers as well. Add seasoning um, on every level. Someone asked me if I'm a Baptist. Uh, my, 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 current, my, my faith and my belief system is very personal to me. Uh, I learned that being raised in a very, very church environment. Not, so I'll keep that to myself. But my beliefs are, are pretty out there throughout this, this podcast. Yes, now we have a new group coming up. It's called Primary and Secondary Recipes. Well, we already have it. It's the Fine Living one. Yeah, the Fine Living one. That one's that's a really cool group. It is, especially when you get those foodies. Well, I think you're gonna have to pop off here. I'm gonna go try and sell guns tomorrow. So, and it's, yeah, it's uh, two o'clock in the morning here. Yeah, I, I've got I've got to wake up. I've got to let's see. I've got like two investment groups and like a bunch of other crazy stuff. I'm gonna be like. So I was doing a really good, you know. <laughs> and right, right, this video. right. So if you're, uh, I'll just, just close up here. If you're law enforcement and you're in the Florida area, go to Lawman's Shooter Supply. And I think it's like lawmans.net and come to the open house. You get to see things from Streamlight. You get to see things from Clear. You get to tour the museum. You get to come and shoot guns. Can you drive a tank? I'm not driving the tank. I, I couldn't even get to. I tried to drive the tank, um, but they they won't let me drive the tank around. And which doesn't bother me because I'm not a sea dad. So, but yeah, <laughs> but you are get to see see all the tanks and see the museum. So if you're law enforcement in the Florida area, come and see us next week. And that's what I've been doing a lot of this week is plotting for next week. I get the hard job of being the RSO. So I get to stand there and watch everybody shoot guns all the day, which is, which is going to be awesome. The beautiful weather here in Florida. I don't know what you guys are having, but it's great here. Um, so that'd be kind of fun. That's what, that's what we'll be doing next week is hanging out with all the, all the popo and watching everybody try to shoot guns and sell guns and all that sort of stuff. Um, the only thing that I got new is the forward controls design Ambi mag release. Uh, I just came in the mail today. That's pretty cool. I got one on one of the other guns. This one's going on the, uh, the driveway special. Speaking of driveway special, the, uh, Mr. Mr. Peeney doesn't like that the driveway special is 11.5 gun. He thinks it should be a 14.5 gun. Okay. Um, Adam Adam made no some, some stuff, um, but there's a place for for both in the, in our worlds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So 
So I'm, I'm guessing the the driveway special can be, you know, it, I guess it could be a 14.5 gun, but my driveway special is going to be 11.5. Um, so working on working on collecting parts for the driveway special guy. You know, got the lower, got some other stuff from for controls. Uh, I was going to have a night's trigger in it. Of course, it's going to have Magpul furniture on it. And then it'll have an 11.5 night's upper on it. And then still working on glass. It just depends on how much I have to spend on the upper. <laughs> <laughs> we all know the realities of it. You got this cool gun. And you're just like, man, I'm going to put just as much money in glass as I am a gun. But I hear you can get cheap Daniel defense uppers. <laughs> Probably. That ain't right. That ain't right. <laughs> it's because they're overgassed. That's, that's right. not anything that's else. Right. It's just Danny Defense is overgassed. Sometimes that's when he's typing, but he's just overgassed. Um, Where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on Facebook if you're a friend because I've changed all my settings. So you can try and friend me. And if you speak English on your page, then maybe you'll get accepted. Friend request accepted. Um, then I have a pro page that I'm going to be putting more effort into now that my personal page is getting used against me. So you're going to have to work a little bit to get to that. So that we're trying to drive the, those up. Um, that's Ash has pro page on the Facebook. Uh, you can usually find me haunting around the Discord about once a week and on here whenever I can. And the dry fire oh. contest? The Dreyfart context, uh, Manus is still overplaying overseas. Um, so there's the CEO dude that I talked to over there. Um, we got the numbers, but I still haven't found out who the top shooters were. Um, once we find out who the top shooters are, they're already prepared to send swag, but they want to send the right sizes. But I need to know the people who they are to get their sizes, and eventually we'll get that. Um, the... If you don't have a Manus, even Bill Blowers has a Manus now. Um, if you don't have a Manus, you're missing out, in my opinion. But go get you one. You can tell them that I sent you. Um, don't do, won't do you any good. It won't give you like a code or nothing. There's no like test 20% off code. Um, but they like hearing it, you know, where they're, where they're getting referrals from. They can say primary, secondary, sent you, whatever. But Get one, use it, use it a lot, and that's about it. Another S, Ash has uh, influence is that I believe Bill now also has a Heathen Assaulter bipod. Nice. Yeah. Good, good. Yeah, there is a code for that one. If you use Warrior 20, you get some, some money off that Assaulter bipod. And uh, those are good dudes over there to try to keep them going. It's a cool and, system. Yeah, yeah, it's it's just nice for, especially for like it definitely has a huge law enforcement use. Um, because other than dudes that are doing stuff on the objective, and it's called the assaulter bipod, and that's not that's a role, and that's a dude doing a thing. Um, but if you're doing the doing doing the popo thing, and you might end up sitting somewhere for a long time, it's nice to just be able to plug these little legs in. And then your gun doesn't fall over because the funny thing is the gun that fell over has an assaulter bipod on it, and I could have just put the legs on it and I wouldn't have fallen over. But what fun is that? Um, so buy nice armament, buy nice armament all the time. 
Um, if you don't like working on guns, buy a Knights because it'll, it'll last you for a long time. And put all your other cookies and cheese on it. Cool. What was you said something that was a really popular quote? Something about pricing. What's that? Never pay retail. <laughs> no, no, no. About with Knights guns. <laughs> oh, the price is not going to go up. I even even yeah. talked to the boss about that, and the price is not going to go up. We're already there, right? But you got to look at value. The, the V word. I, I like how you speak. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Ash, are you looking for a job? Because Cy. <laughs> was, was, was talking to a guy, and, and I started using the shit out of that at SHOT Show. So I was talking to a guy, and he's just like, you know, and he's he just being, man, after after we told him the retail on it, he was just like, man, blah, blah, blah. and he wasn't like, hey, like give me like 3 or 4% off because I don't pay retail. I could respect that. <clears throat> I wouldn't give it to him, but. You know, I would have respected that, but he's just like, man, I can buy this, buy that, and I'm just like, dude, how much money are you going to put into this gun over the course of 20,000 rounds? He's like, well, I don't know. And I was like, well, how long does a barrel last? I don't know, like 10,000 rounds. Okay, well, let's see you through a barrel in it. How much is a barrel? Oh, like 400 bucks. All right, so now your your 1,800 gun is now 2,200 bucks. How many? How much a bolt last? I don't know, 5,000 rounds. Oh, well, shit, those things are like 100 bucks. Yeah, there you go. You see how this is starting to add up to the cost of mine if you're going to put two springs in? Yeah, you're preaching to the choir. I had to tell someone, I was like, we have four major machine components. Three of the four each alone cost more than a, than a polymer pistol to manufacture. <laughs> I was trying, trying to bring it into somebody, and I was like, there is no other value like this on the market. We are taking this banking, and yes, we gave a huge margin to the distributor and dealer to get it in their pockets. For the love of all that is holy, stop stealing money from yourself and keep it at MSRP. It's it's an eighteen hundred dollar gun price to eleven forty seven. Don't devalue it, please. <laughs> just, just just sell what it is. Just, <laughs> we did the research. Just, just <laughs> yeah, and and, that, and that's hard. And that's that's what's good about communities like this one, you know, primary and secondary, because we we talk about value and we talk about having you know duty grade. And I, I think we actually kind of slid away from the term duty grade because I haven't seen it used like as a hammer for a while. But <clears throat> when you start talking about value firearms and, and things that are going to last, then you know, there's, there's going to be a price tag that goes with that, you know, premium premium type stuff. And if you don't buy premium, that's cool, man. That, that That's cool. They're, they're, that's cool. There's got to be people that drive cameras and stuff to you. It's, it's all right. But, you know, all those jobs for somebody. Um, but yeah, that's it. You know, if, if you're looking at, you know, you're looking at going versus with supercars and you're looking at going at, at higher, higher end type stuff, then find me. I'm easy to find. And I know a guy. Yeah. I think I'm not to you. I, I want to hear size impression of Matthew McConaughey. All right, man. So you got to really consider life. It's just all about the living, man. That's cool. That's real cool. I'm telling you. So whenever you whenever you're looking at like value, first of all, you have to consider all the points. Um, Matthew McConaughey is my spirit animal. Um, I, I would say that, or or King Julian from Madagascar, one or the other. Um, 
So Ash gave his plug. I'll say this. Please buy a Hudson H9 um, so that we can do other fun, cool stuff like the H98 in the threaded barrels and, and uh, an RMR equipment model. And there's, the Titan. There's a, and, the, and the Titan. There's a million uh, cool things that we get to do. Um, but we have to make sure, like we've, we've actually seen over the past couple of weeks that a few dealers um, have put their orders on hold so they could buy a bunch of three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollar ARs. All right, guys, it, your dealers. This is why I'm encouraging them to go MSRP. This is a business because they. This is how they make their living. They support their families through the margin on each product. And if you're going to go in and buy a cheap AR and buy three times, buy four times. Um, I actually, I actually would say buy buy something more akin to a knight's armament. Um, for for us, I mean, um, we're we're having fun um, as far as being you know getting our product finally out there and seeing people's reactions. That's been great. Um, but I would encourage you go go pick up a Hudson. That dealer will order another one. And guess what? So I've I've, I've you know I've had a few people post some negative reviews online. You know what? I, that's a good thing. That teaches our customer service to be more more Johnny on the spot. We get stronger. We get better. I will say that there is no customer who has had a problem that we have not remedied, remedied it. Um, and so I remember when Chuck um, and, and a few others, Matt, whenever you first stopped by the booth this year, which I was incredibly interested by the fact y'all waited a full year after the hype before y'all even came and said anything. So uh, it, was, it was very, very very, very telling. Um, we don't have five years of design maturity, but what we do have is a lot of, a lot of testing and a lot of uh, engineering and a lot of thought behind the product. And we also have a very dedicated team willing to make sure that everyone has the best experience possible. So if you would like to see that continue, if you would like to support that, um, there's a very easy way. Um, and uh, we would love to see that happen. I will say that um, there were a few reports. I think we finally got enough to do a sample set. Um, people were having failure to, well, no, it, was, it wasn't an FTE. It was a, did not close up, DCU issue. And over a mechanical break-in period, it would go away. So we were doing a lot of polishing, a lot of uh, simulated break-in, you know, uh, tumbling, different things like that. And we've actually found... Um, a better, a better solution. We had a galling on a part that we are ordering up here and we're going to get them all ordered. And then we're going to offer a voluntary upgrade program to everyone who's having any type of issue. And I'm putting this out as a CEO of a company. You want to talk about, Oh my gosh, I'm now clenching really bad. Um, it's not, there's no safety issue and there's no mechanical function issue, but it will be something that we found over the course of, over the course of the past four months, we had enough of a sample set to be like, okay, why is this, why is this happening? And so that whenever we talk about our motto, keep advancing, it was chosen very deliberately. We want to keep giving a better product. And so thank you for the opportunity to give that totally self-interested plug. Um, uh, thank y'all for inviting me on here. Uh, I'm hoping it was a good conversation. I'm actually looking forward to within the next few uh, months and years, seeing where conversations like this take us, uh, reaching out to people like uh, Dwayne and Adam, um, Julie, and seeing where those people end up on the, the conversations and seeing what movement happens. 
I don't, I don't, I, I have really not enjoyed the past two to three weeks, the over politicization of, of a lot of things. The biggest, the big, biggest political comment we made was on our last Instagram post, which was a 1984 quote. I think I shared that with you, Matt. I finally figured out a, a way to put that in there, but it says, you know, in politics and religion and philosophy, you know, two and two might make five, but in designing a gun or an airplane, they have to make four. And I, I really like that within the context of what we're talking about, because I think people need to be, people need to be talking from a belief, from a deep seated belief. And if someone has a different belief than you, that's okay. They can argue from that. A difference of opinion. Why are you discussing that at a federal level that might impact laws that might change people's rights? Ridiculous. And rant. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and I still don't know if I were faced, if I were to buy a Hudson tomorrow, I don't know if I'd want aluminum or steel still. I recommend starting with the steel and then moving to the aluminum and uh, having Did you have both. an overstock of the steel. I, I, I know a guy okay. actually, I, I was, I thought I sent you that email. You, oh, you probably did. Yeah. I, I, I'm still on the fence though. Don't know which. Yeah. Mike, you're up. Okay. Unmuted. Um, yeah, nothing new and cool. Um, did my class with the unit on Fort Bragg a couple weeks ago. Went well. The boys came away more proficient, more lethal. Intent was bad. Um, so that, that was a good time. Hopefully they learned as much as I hoped they would learn. So thanks to the commander for laying, laying that on. Thanks to the, the soldiers that took part. Um, now it's plug time. If you're a voting member of the NRA, I don't know Adam or Julie, but I will tell you, vote for Dwayne Liptak, board of directors. We need good representation on the board of directors. I'm not saying the other two are not good. I'm saying I don't know them. Dwayne, vote for Dwayne Liptak. And I announced on my Facebook a couple weeks ago, um, yeah, petitions will go out. I have announced my intent to run for the board of directors next year. So as soon as this year's election's over, get ready. I don't know if I, I don't know if I'd be good for the job. But damn if I ain't going to try. Thanks. Cool. Well, thanks, guys. Oh, oh yeah, Magpul. That was a great discussion. Um, I think we also are going to be getting a lot of sound bites from that. Uh, big thank you to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you to the network support members. Uh, with your help, this we're continuing to progress. We're getting better. We're gaining momentum. Big thank you to Facts on Firearms. They are the sponsor of the podcast. Check them out, factsonfirearms.com. You can find us at primaryandsecondary.com. We do have a fully functional forum at primaryandsecondary.com slash forum. As a matter of fact, it might not be a bad idea to kind of move some of the discussion away from Facebook because, you know, the stuff we discuss isn't necessarily Facebook friendly if you think about who's controlling it. Primary and secondary is kind of about those rights, kind of about guns, kind of about we're about professional aspects and responsible carry. 
we have a place for discussion. It's on the forum. Please take advantage of it. It costs nothing. On top of that, if you happen to be a forum member, you get access to our Discord server. There are two channels that you get uh, access to. There's a very general chat, and there is a uh, basically a rights discussion. The way I see it, that rights discussion, everyone should have access to. That's not going to be anything that anyone needs to pay for or have any special benefit. It's there for your use. So um, speaking of Discord, if you happen to be a Patreon subscriber, um, or as a matter of fact, to get access, uh, you can access through the forum. You'll get access to two channels. But if you go to patreon.com slash primary and secondary, you can uh, help support primary and secondary uh, a dollar a month gets you uh, some Discord access. There's a lot of discussion there. There's some behind-the-scenes stuff. Um, that support is greatly appreciated. If you wind up uh, contributing $5 or more monthly, that gives you a lot more access. There's a lot more Discord. There's a lot, there are a lot more videos. There's, there's a lot. Um, tomorrow I'm probably going to be interviewing um, Bill Blowers, for a forged podcast episode that will be live if I can if I can convince the wife that I'm going to spend another seven hours on a podcast. Um, these are going to be you you are going to be able to find them on Discord or not on Discord on iTunes, Spreaker, uh, iHeartRadio, all the major channels. This will be taken down though and edited and re-uploaded. As of right now, though, um, on Spreaker everything is in its final version. So you don't need to worry about that changing. So let's see here. I think that really covers it. Um, not sure what we're doing next week as per the norm. Uh, we have a couple things. We, we have a group of people that want to talk about Grossman. That should be interesting. We have a Veristaleka discussion coming up. Uh, those guys in Finland who, well, they happen to, they sell this caffeinated chocolate that will kill you. I eat it. I eat large quantities when we're doing modcast. So thanks again for joining us. Yeah, I think that was seven-ish hours. What I'm going to do then is I'll kill the audio feed, but I'll keep YouTube running for just a bit. So I think I'm done. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys soon. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 